Welcome to the Super Sentai Brothers. This is episode 6 of The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger, the internet's best and only podcast dedicated to Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. Every week we watch an episode of the show and we share our thoughts with you, the listener. My name is Matt J. With me as always is my co-host and brother Dave. Dave, how you doing today? Doing pretty well, man. It was cold today and that was very sad because like two days ago it was like 70 degrees. Yeah, beautiful weekend. It was a gorgeous weekend. It was a great weekend to get out, or alternately, to not get out. Yeah, uh, I sat in my backyard and I got a little sunburn. Oh, nice. Yeah. I mean, on one hand, sunburns don't sound nice. I mean, the sunburn is not nice, but but like, on the other hand, the idea of being in the sun for long enough that that would even (laughs) be an option sounds great. Like, that's pleasant. No, I oh, actually pretty well, man. I actually did uh, get out a little this weekend. I took a, Dave. I took the first walk that I've taken in like a month and a half. Oh, jeez! I take a lot of walks. You also take a lot of walks. Well, I historically take a lot of walks. I have recently, uh, Re- yes, dialed right, that course. back. Uh, but taking taking a walk up to the lake and back because I live fairly close to a spot where I can get a, a visual angle on Lake Erie. Your yeah, yours is way healthier than my walk because my walk is I live pretty close to a place where I can get a very nice croissant. Ah. So that's uh, your your view of the lake is probably well it is healthier except, on the balance. And I think I've talked about this uh, in past years uh, when I have uh, here and there been the king of summer. Uh, when the beaches are open. I like to walk up to Edgewater Park, and there is a uh, Honey Hunt ice cream stand. Oh, yeah, that's damaging, too. That's uh, no good. I mean, i got to walk a little further to get there, so I feel like it, it kind of balances itself out. Nah, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's better than driving to the ice cream place. <laughs> right, it's better than driving to the ice cream shop. That's a good point. <laughs> anyway, Dave, you know what else is uh, delicious? Just like sweet, sweet ice cream. Or is, croissant. Is this episode... Of Deji Sentai Mega Ranger. Dave, it it's very good. It is extremely good. Yeah, it is. It's real, real good. Uh, it's called Episode 6. It's called We Did It, The Roaring Digitank. Um, the the hot streak that the show has been on has not let up. And, hey, here's a uh, here's a quick spoiler. Like, a, not, not a spoiler spoiler, but I have been watching ahead. I'm up to episode, like, 10 or 11. Uh, oh, dang. Okay. Still rules. Still rules extremely hard. All right, it's good to know. A lot to look forward forward to in the next couple of weeks. Um, And a lot to look forward to this week, Dave. But of course, before we get to that, as always, we have our officially award-winning opening segment. Dave, shining in the heavens, there are five stars. What is our first star of the week? First star of the week, man, as it is now and forever, and I think always has been, it's Isolation Update. Isolation Update. Time flows like a river, Matt, and history repeats. So it does, Dave. So it does. Yeah. So uh, how is, how's your isolation going, man? Well, uh, you know, peaks and valleys, uh, you know, swings and roundabouts. It's going okay. Uh, It's going pretty okay. Like I said, I got that walk-in. The weather was nice this weekend, so I had the windows open, which was nice. Uh, I I did go to move my car last week, my my once-a-week car moving. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and discovered that at some point between that and the previous car moving, somebody had shimmied underneath my car and stolen my catalytic converter. Wow. Dang. That's an extraordinarily <laughs> specific theft. Well, uh, apparently they are very valuable and extremely easy to steal. So basically every car has a shiny golden ring just like loosely bolted to the undercarriage. And if you take hmm. it away, the exhaust system doesn't work anymore. Awesome. No, that's that sucks real hard. I'm real sorry. You know, man. honestly, yes, of course it sucks. Um, but it did occur to me that like normally when something sudden and catastrophic happens to my car, I have I like freak Like out. that's the worst thing that happens to you that week month. Right. A, that's the worst thing that's been happening to me. And B, like Oh no, what am how am I gonna get to work? <laughs> you know? And now I'm like, dude, that right. is like it sucks, but it is like it so, sucks. It's so but... far down the list. Hey, I don't have to drive anywhere. I haven't 
like I said, I move my car from one parking spot to another on my street once a week. It's not like I was going anywhere. And uh, it's so far down the list of things to worry about that, like, yeah. you know, it's like a, you know, it's just one more thing. And that's not great, but it's just one more thing. It's just one more thing, guys. It ain't even that bad. It's not like the Japanese tiger hornets that just showed up in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's fine. Right. It's fine. It's fine. Um, my isolation is going pretty well. I am. I just. I this thought just catalyzed. I because I had a, a looming sense of mild dread, Matt, and I couldn't quite. Hey, let's let's not out talk why. about things catalyzing. Good point. Good point. Sorry about that. I, I'm not currently able to do that in all capacities. <laughs> I just thought about this. Is that uh, I am a little bit. Because the days are, are starting to kind of run together a little bit. Yes, although you know? what, what is weird is that this has happened, like, on the cusp of spring. And, like, now, like, fully into spring. Like, we're in May. It's spring. But, like, when this started, all the trees were bare. And now, like, there is life blooming outside. And, like, my view out my back window has, like, radically changed because there's, like, foliage in the way now. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is a strange reminder that, like, despite the fact that I am not in it, the world is continuing to do things. It is kind of funky. Uh, and so the days are starting to blur together. But, you know, like, I have, you know, I have structure. Like, I have stuff that I do. Like, I have my job and everything. But, uh, and normally I really look forward to this. Summer vacation is coming. And I'm mildly dreading it. Because right now, there's the structure of work. And that at least lends, like, something to my days, right? Like, Right. Even if one right, day is much like the last, the morning is different than the evening. You have right. some sort of boundaries. Yes. And then there's, like, there's a Friday, and then the week ends, and then there's two days where I don't do any work, and then, like... You know, time flows like a river and history repeats. And like you start again on Monday. And so there's that at least cycle to hold on to. And summers can feel like a little bit like loosey-goosey as time goes anyways. Uh, and so with this whole thing, not looking to clear up anytime soon, really. And then like summer vacation coming, we're like, I'm not even going to be working. Um, I think it's going to be real Wild, well, like we will, we will continue to moderate, moderate it in our monitor it rather in our weekly isolation update. Anyway, Dave, what is our second star of the week? So our second star of the week, Matt, it's a quickie, but it's a show that Beth and I have been watching. Uh, you may have seen ads for it. It's new on Amazon Prime, and I was a little bit hesitant to to engage with it because um, despite the fact that I do order a lot of things from them, Amazon is, of course, like a monstrous megacorp. Oh, sure. Um, and so I was a little bit like, I don't know about this show. But it was uh, it was written and created by Greg Daniels, who has done a lot of other great television. Uh, I, you know, Dave, and, I, do you, what other television has he done? Because I cannot uh, I cannot immediately recall anything. Oh, dude, he's pretty, um, he worked on, like, The Simpsons, he worked on SNL, he, oh, gosh, um, okay. he did, like, King of the Hill, he worked on The Office, he worked on Parks and Rec, like, okay. you know, he's, he's, like, a big deal. Um, so the show is Upload, and it is about a sort of semi-near future, like, 15 or so years in the, in the future, and, uh, when you die, or right before you die, rather, you can get uploaded to a digital uh like vr space like your brain engrams or whatever okay. are uploaded into a digital vr space and i, I don't want to say too much about the show because it has like some very cool twists and turns um but it is presented like just as a comedy at least like the ads that i saw were like oh this is a very funny show but it's actually it's really really excellent it's very funny um but there's there's like some some really emotional stuff in it. It's surprisingly insightful. There's some really interesting looks about like uh, future futurism, and you're like, what might the world look like in 15, 20, 30 years? And then also there's like some intrigue that gets gets in there um, pretty soon. So who is who is the main guy in that show? Because I've seen commercials for it, and I like I look at the main guy for like two seconds, and I think 
I know this person's face, but I cannot ah. place him. Okay, yeah, there's a reason for that. Because it's Robbie Amell. And the reason oh, you think TV you know Spider-Storm. him... Oh, TV Storm. Yeah, well, and he's Stephen Amell's brother. Right. So if you've watched a lot of uh, Arrow, Stephen and Robbie Amell like really similar, which, like, good for both of them, sure. but they look like each other. They're extraordinarily handsome. Um, but that's why. Okay. I didn't know him from anything, but I was like, oh, you're Stephen Amell's brother. Like, I'm sort of recognizing you, like, by association. He was, but uh, anyways, he was Firestorm in season two of The Flash, I think. He's, oh. he's the Ronnie Raymond Firestorm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. I forgot about that. Anyways, Matt, uh, strong recommend on this show. It's it's extremely good. Like I said, I don't want to get into the plot too much because there's a lot of there's just a lot going on. But uh, let it be said, the commercials for it, I don't think do it justice. Uh, two two thumbs up from me. What, Matt, is our third star of the week? Dave, our third star of the week is that I was thinking the other day. I wonder if the Charles Atlas dynamic tension manual is like out there somewhere because you know because a i've i've seen that advertisement a thousand times uh and it's from a very long time ago but also like everyone is exercising at home right now if they're exercising at all and without equipment right and so i had this thought like man wouldn't it be hilarious to, like, get really into Charles Atlas dynamic tension is my, like, quarantine workouts. <laughs> uh, I discovered the, uh, that Charles Atlas Limited, the company uh, that, like, owns the name and rights to the original work, still exists and still sells it for, like, signific- significantly like way more, more dollars money than, you, than think. you would think for something that is that, like, <laughs> old and basic. It's, I, I mean, they're really just going off the name, I think. And also, like, you can definitely find a PDF of his original thing. I'm sure that they have updated it since then to some degree. Uh, uh, that's not necessarily but, true. And they're also selling it for, like, a weirdly specific amount. It's, like, $53. Huh. That is that is weird. But so did I, you go for it? Are you going to become a master of dynamic tension and like finally put on weight and stand up to fi- finally get a a, a broad, powerful chest? Right, Steve, who like kicks sand in your face at the beach. Um, uh, no, Dave, I, I don't think I'm going to become the hero of the beach this year. Uh, again, not going to the beach. That's that's very important. Good right point. Now. It would be a lot of wasted effort. <laughs> it would be such a wasted effort to become the hero of the beach and then not be able to show it off. Uh, but I did find a PDF of what I what must be a like an original or old version, and dude, this this thing reads like Charles Atlas thought he was writing the Muscles Bible, <laughs> <laughs> because like like uh, like you if you're are you familiar with the character Flex Mentello from uh, Doom Patrol? Yeah, yeah, like the, kind the, of the master of muscle mystery. Yes. The man who flexed so hard that he turned the Pentagon into a circle for a moment. Love it. Uh, anyway, like, it's... Flex Mantello is like this weird metaphysical thingy that's hard to describe, but it's, but it's all based on the Charles Atlas thing. And reading this Charles Atlas uh, manual, you can 100% understand where it came from. Because it says stuff like, okay, I wrote some of this stuff down. Remember, this is all, this this bit is in all caps. Remember, all evil habits may be destroyed by the person who really desires to conquer them. Th- Love it. Therefore, your desire for health, strength, increased personal power, and physical magnetism must from now on be greater than your desire to continue in the old way. That's a very good piece of advice, though. <laughs> yeah, but dude, it's filled with a lot of other stuff that is not great advice. Uh, there's like there's bits like never sleep with the window closed. Uh, you should always be like taking in fresh outside air. Uh, you should help wake yourself up in the morning every day. Do not neglect to do this each day by uh, shocking your genitals with cold water. <laughs> <laughs> what now? Yeah, that was that's just a quick aside he throws in there. <laughs> just like, hey, if if you're not sure how to start your day. There's a lot of weird mind over matter stuff, but it's all very specifically aimed at like capital H health and capital P 
PM physical magnetism. Awesome. Uh, that is why I urge you to think thoughts of strength and health. Hold in the mind's eye the ideal of human perfection, and day by day you will assuredly arrive nearer and nearer the goal. That's not uh, that's not a practice for how to act during the day. That is a that is a bit of advice on how to. That is the state in which you should fall asleep, meditating on a state of human his physical health perfection, so that <laughs> it, in the nighttime you can train your body to like reprogram itself. To give you the broad and powerful chest that you need. <laughs> oh man, no, this is this is this is this is all very good. You know what I think I dig about that particularly, Matt, is that like if you listen to like health gurus in like 2020, they are basically saying the same things just with like way less panache yeah there's a lot of like meditation about like mindfulness and like you know like envision your goals and like blah 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 it's the exact same thing charles atlas just says it in a way radder way and also maybe emphasizes shocking your genitals with cold water a little bit more than is like standard uh, here, these days here's a bit of an but i did hear about somebody uh, saying that you should like expose your perineum to the sun, so people are insane. Everything old is new again. Anyway, there's also a bit that says "15 Secrets of Jujitsu," and then underneath, note: be careful not to harm anyone using these techniques. <laughs> I like. I really like the idea that you would learn the secrets of jujitsu specifically to not harm people. It's extremely good. I recommend flipping through. It's written as like a series of letters from him to you. Because like originally, you would write away to the company and they you would get like the first bit. They would be like, yes, this is how to wake up in the morning and like throw your arms open wide to expand your chest. Because that's, the chest is very important to him, Dave. He's the most, you know, he's the most perfectly he's developed man. He's the world's man. most perfectly physically developed yeah. man, yeah. Anyway, huge, huge recommendation. Not necessarily to follow the teachings of Charles Atlas, but to look at it but because boy, boy, oh boy, <laughs> very good stuff there, Dave. What is our fourth star of the week? So man, our fourth star of the week, uh, it's a baby watch. We interrupt your regular broadcast of the Super Sentai Brothers to bring you a breaking news update. Baby watch. So it's not really a baby watch anymore, I guess. Uh, oh, I would, I should, I should say, uh, Sugar Bean, I, I had, I had called her baby, and she was like, "Hey, like, don't call me baby anymore." You, you, we've, we've gone over this, Dave. Yeah, we. Well, this is the next. This is the next stage, Matt. Okay. Is I said I apologize, and I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry." And then I explained, like, this is why I call you baby. Because, like, you used to be a little baby and I just called you this. And then, like, a day or two later, um, I just called her baby again. And I was trying not to because she had said, like, please don't do that. Um, And she said, it's okay. Like, you can call me baby. And I was like, and my heart melted a little bit. Um, Anyways, so this is a, a quickie. But Bunny Bear has he is not sleeping through the night all the way yet um but we told him we were like listen like my wife Beth just came up with this she said listen if you can stay in your bed the whole night and at no point does a grown-up like lie down and like go to sleep with you for the rest of the night like if you need something you can wake up and call us and that's fine we'll come and help you but like no one is asleep and nobody sleeps in your bed, then in the morning, like we will go to the special treat store, which is where I get croissants there on my walk, and you we will get a chocolate croissant for breakfast, and like you can have that for breakfast. And he was like, Whoa. He was completely blown away. Huge deal. And then went through like a series of questions with Bath was like all right, well, if somebody lies down with like me when I'm going... Like terms. Yeah, he's like, if somebody lies down with me while I'm going to bed, but then they get up, do I still get a chocolate croissant? She's like, yes. He's like, okay, well, what if I wake up and I call, and somebody comes and helps me, and then I go back to sleep? She's like, yes, that's you're still good. And he's finally, he was like, okay, cool. And so he did, and then he did it in another night in a row, and he was like, 
chocolate croissant again, right? We were like, well, we didn't specify not. So yes. Um, and then, so now, now we've dangerous we're precedent. Like, he, yeah. We're like, you got to do two nights in a row. So, oh, so now he's he leveled does, up. So now he's got so to start up, grinding right. the, that sleep experience. He's got to start grinding that sleep experience to get those chocolate croissants. Uh, but yeah, dude, the first day we he, he did, like we made a really big deal out of it because that's what you do with little kids. We made a really big deal out of it. We went, we got the croissant. We like, it was the nice day. So we set up uh, a little table outside and we put like flowers and Beth and I got some stuff. And then for Sugar Bee, we got her like a regular croissant because you cannot give sure, something to right. one twin and not the other. We're like, you don't get a chocolate one because you didn't, you did not do the thing, but you get a regular croissant and then Buddy Bray gets a, gets a chocolate croissant. So now that's, that's another dangerous precedent, Dave, because if they each have the, if they each have the like opening to get the chocolate one, and the other one knows that, like, they're going to get a regular one. Then they can just, like, trade off. Yeah, they could theoretically just, like, bounce off I each other. I don't think they're pretty clever. I don't think they're, like, they're quite <laughs> that manipulative. Um, but who knows? Maybe I'm underselling them. Anyways, I was just really proud of him. He did a great job. That's awesome. Uh, what, Matt, is our fifth star of the week? Uh, fifth star of the week, Dave, is uh, comics are good. So comics are, well, they were good six months ago. I don't know if they're any good now. I assume they are. They're not even coming out right now, man. But six months ago, the stuff that is uh, the stuff that is now hitting the Marvel Unlimited and DC Universe apps are very good. It's extremely good. Hold up real quickly, man. Are you saying stuff is not coming out right now? Uh, no, Dave. There's, uh, there's, there's sort of a thing going on. Well, I think, you know, I know that a lot of that work is happening digitally and possibly remotely. So I thought maybe work was still happening. I don't know. Um, um, no, they're, the, they have paused the uh, like printing and delivery of comics for a bit. For the foreseeable future. Yeah. Right? No, no, no. I dig it. Uh, yeah, man. The stuff that was coming out and is kind of just hitting Marvel Unlimited now, which is here's your, here's your old comics update. Um, it's extremely good. I guess Apocalypse is like a wizard now. Or something, but he changed his name, and he's not Apocalypse. He's his name is like some weird, unpronounceable sigil. Well, I mean, it's not pre- it's not pronounceable to us, Dave, because it's written in the mutant language that Cipher developed during the uh, right House of X Powers of X run. Yeah, so that's all crazy good. And oh, also, Avengers the, is super good. The, Johnny Blaze is the king of hell, but like Mephisto's trying to get back in Dave, there. Let's swing back to Apocalypse for a sec, because the the big problem with Apocalypse changing his name. Listen, he can do whatever he wants. That's fine. The problem is that the the size and shape of the letters <laughs> in his new name right. are not the same size and shape of regular letters. It's in like a different font and different font size. It's like if you copy paste text from like one document into another and realize that one of them is like 40 points of font larger than the other you need to like resize the whole thing and it gets all like weird and formatted funky that's what happens that's exactly every time they happening. say that character's name now and it's very frustrating so uh some other stuff hit uh last week which was some of the old um lee kirby horror comics uh, like the weird, not like horror necessarily, but sort of like uh, Twilight Zoney ones. Yeah, the, the sort of like, a... the, the, like the pre-superhero Marvel comics that were a lot more like EC comics. Yeah, and so there was one, and this one is called uh, like Journey into Fear, I think. And if the the format for these comics is that there's always like five or six short stories, and in one of the issues, like the first story was about this dude who transfers his brain into a gorilla body and how that goes poorly for him. And then there's like two or three stories. And then the fourth story is about the same gorilla man. And the opening of the story is like, you've thrilled to the stories of the gorilla man in the past. Like, in the, <laughs> like earlier yeah, this like, issue. <laughs> you mean like 10 pages ago, Stan? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> Um, dude, dude, I will. I love, love those like old, weird Twilight story horror. Like, I will, I'll binge on those all day. I think they're amazing. They're great, which is weird because I'm not a big horror guy. But like in no, 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 like no. that particular I, context, I think it's great. 
Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. I, I don't like horror stuff. But those, because they're not horror. They're like weird, supernatural, suspense uh, I've said Twilight Zone three yeah. times now, but yeah. No, they're, they're great. Um, so anyways, See, I don't know, man. Other... We're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here, guys. There's really not a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, I could tell you about how I tried to start playing mon- the, the new Monster Hunter game uh, because I heard it was less impenetrable. And... My 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 Be it man, I bet it's not. My one night review of playing it is that it is definitely less impenetrable, but it's not not it. It's it's difficult to penetrate, Dave. Uh, I feel like I was slipping into some double negatives there. Still quite a difficult game. Uh, I feel like I had other comic book things to talk about. Captain America is still very good. What I, what I especially love about the current uh, Tanahasi Coates um, Captain America run is mm-hmm. that I was recently reading through a huge chunk of Mark Greenwald's Captain America run. Oh, okay. And it is super clear to me that Tanahasi Coates was also recently reading through a huge chunk of Mark Greenwald's Captain America <laughs> run. Like that like the Greenwald Cap DNA is all over that book and it is so good. Well, this I think is something that's really cool about Tanahasi Coates is my understanding is is that prior to onboarding him to write Black Panther, not only was he not a comics writer, I don't think he was even really like a comics guy. Um, I don't he know was, about that. I mean, I listen, I don't, I'm not like pals with the dude. That's just sort of like the impression that I got. And so I think it's really interesting watching his approach to comics, like as a really, like as a thinker and as an excellent writer, um, and as it turns out, a great comic writer, that's really interesting to hear you say about Cap because my guess is is that he probably did just go back and read like a gajillion issues of Captain America to prepare to then write Captain America. Like that's the thing that you would do and, and he probably Yeah. And if you're going to read and, a gajillion issues of Captain America, you should probably like read Greenwald. <laughs> those are real good ones to read. Um you know what else is a real great thing to not read. I don't know, man. I'm not as good at this as you are. Uh, you know, it's a you know, it's another great thing to really dig into and uh, you know, explore See, the space. Episode six of Denji Sentai Mega Ranger. As I said before, it is called "We Did It: The Roaring Digitank." Uh, written by Junki Takagami. Uh, original air date was March twenty first, nineteen ninety seven. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna watch the show. I'm gonna watch it on ShoutFactory.tv. Uh, you could also watch them on the DVDs if you have them. And I recommend that you do, because as previously stated, Mega Ranger, killing it. Anyway, we'll be right back. Welcome back, Dave. This episode introduces two new minor characters that I hope stick around for the entire run of the show. Oh my gosh, if they... I will be legitimately angry. Well, you're a few episodes ahead. I'm okay with you spoiling this for me. Do these guys continue to show up? Uh, They have not been in another episode that I have seen. Okay, man. If they gave me Japanese bulk and skull for one episode. And then never give it again. It's... On one hand, it's a beautiful gift. On the other hand, to like give it and then take it away is so cool. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. It was like that one nice day three days I, ago. I hope we at least get to follow up with them one, at least one more time later in the season. I feel like we'll have to. Okay, so here's how this... Uh, so we're at the high school. Class is out. Kids talking about food. Um, Shizato is running through Shizato, the halls. thank you. She runs into the nurse's office. In the nurse's office, Miko is laid out on one of the, like gurney bed things in there yeah there's little beds in there um yeah it's a hospital bed it's the sort of it's the sort of bed that you might have in your like shack in a fallout game there you go um but in much nicer condition i guess because you know fallout not getting sucked not getting sucked into the fallout whirlpool today depends on the dlc you're paying for so miku so she runs over and she's like miku like where are you she's okay uh, Miku is just napping. Yeah, she is not ill. She is not injured. She is just asleep. So this action, 
<laughs> this did make me laugh. A, because if you go to the nurse in a school, I don't know if you guys remember this, like they basically can't do anything for you. And like if there's emergencies, they can handle that. Like they are, you know, certified nurses or whatever. I actually did have a kid who did this a few years ago. And this was amazing because I had this kid twice a day because I had him for English and he was also in theater at the end of the day. Okay. So he would show up for English and then not show up for theater. And after like a few, and I had no idea what was going on. Sure, you're not like keeping tabs on each of your kids. Yeah, he's just like not there. At some point I asked him, I'm like, dude, where are you? Like, are you just leaving school? Like what's going on? He's like, oh, I've been going down to the, the nurse's office like to nap. And I said, oh, okay. Well, that's very bad, and you're failing theater. <laughs> and then there, we did a whole other thing after that. But like, yeah, she's just Miku's doing that. She's like, I'm sleepy. I'm just going to like hit the nurse's office for a quick yeah, nap, sleeping through her morning classes. And and what she says, and like, honestly, I get it. She's saying like, listen, between being a Mega Ranger, going to school, going to cram school after school, and also like helping around the house. I don't have a break. Like, I'm just going 24 hours a day. You may, oh, you may recall say. that a few episodes ago, she was very excited about the idea of uh, Galaxy Mega being automated so that she didn't have to do it anymore. <laughs> she like, hit a concert. She's just busy. We should say that as soon as Miku pops up out of bed, she jumps up into her henshin pose. Like, she is ready to go yeah, it is, in that It moment. is very good that it was another one of the Mega Rangers who came to pick her up. Otherwise, someone might have guessed her secret. Yeah, oh no. So they come around a corner and they run into this dude. He's a big dude. We find out in a moment his name is Shintaro. And with him is Jiro. And Jiro is like his little buddy. And it, they're Bulk and Skull. Like Shintaro is Bulk and Jintar- Jiro is Skull. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Like it's, it is not exactly the same, but it is so close to being the same that you and I both were like, oh yeah, obviously this is Bulk and Skull. So, which is interesting, actually, because this is the 97 series. I was going to say this post dates. Right. So, like, it's not that Balkan Skull are the American these guys. These guys are the Japanese Balkan Skull. Yeah, they very much could be, which I think is great. So, Shintaru, through Jiru, or Jiro, I'm not sure, says, because he never talks. Shintaru never says anything. Jiro will say stuff, and then he'll say, like, that's what Shintaro says. So he says, listen, here's the deal. Shintaro knows your secret, and he has pictures. And if you want the pictures back, you're going to have to meet us in this place, and then we'll we'll tell you what the deal is. Yeah, and Jiro, like, pulls out a hand-drawn map, like, you will meet me here. Uh, it's very good. They have, like, clearly done a lot of preparation for this, like, quote-unquote chance encounter. Right. Shintaro is eating donuts. This is going to become a theme with Shintaro. He, he is not just... that dude... That's the thing. Shintaro is not eating a donut. Shintaro is eating a bag of donuts. Shintaro has a bag... Shintaro stays eating donuts, all right? Yes. Like, this dude never does not have a donut in his mouth. It's amazing. So... The girls are like, oh, Shintaru, like, what a creep, but, like, whatever. And, like, they kind of walk away. And then we walk in on the guys, and Kenta is saying, and the girls are app- apprehensive, because they're like, oh, no, like, he must know our secret, which is that we are the Mega Rangers. This is very bad. Kenta, meanwhile, is telling the guys, like, dudes, my dudes, I have a plan. It's brilliant, and it's foolproof. <laughs> You're going to love this. You're going to love this. We tell everybody that we are the Mega Rangers, and then we will not have to go to class. Right. Everyone will just let us skip, because we're Mega Rangers, and we're clearly busy. Uh, Koichiru, like, smacks him in the back of the head. He's like, no, we absolutely cannot do that. Our parents don't even know that we are the Mega Rangers. Like, this is the sort of thing that we need to keep on the DL. Kent is like, listen, man, I still think this is a great plan. Besides, like, the girls will inevitably end up slipping and telling somebody anyways. They give him a very harsh glare. Like, no, we absolutely wouldn't. No one could ever find out about it from us. No chance. Uh, 
<laughs> we go from there. Miku and Shisato are talking, and Miku's like, "Listen, um, this is my problem. I'll I'll sort of sort this out. Like, don't don't yeah. you worry about it." Shisato does not buy it, but is like, "All right, fine." What's really funny is Shisato is like, "Listen, are you sure you don't want me to come with you?" And Miku says, "Like, yes, I got in this problem. I'll get out of it." And she sort of like laughs and does like a freeze frame thing, as though the camera is about to cut away. But the camera does not cut away, so she's just, like, stuck in this, like, smiling, like, freeze frame thing. And Shisato just, like, <laughs> walks over to her and is like, you are not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the relationship between Miku and Shisato. Uh, so we go from there, twist, over to the twist is it the Nezere dimension? Is that where they live? Or is it just the twist dimension? Well, I think Nezere means twisty in Japanese. Or, okay. or rather, the longer word that I keep forgetting means twisty or something like that. Like, Nezere is like a... It's like a... It's like a little It's like pun, a contraction right, or something. Yeah, it, okay. it's a pun on whatever the Japanese word for... Uh, twisty, For twisty, and, like, and okay. I think that it's. And although there is a Z in it, I think it's probably pronounced more of a J, like a J. Yeah, a it's kind of it's kind of hard for me to like get my tongue around. I gotcha. So, anyways, uh, we it's Doctor Hinalar and Shibalena and Uganda, and they're watching the dimension of Earth, and kids are like rollerblading around happily, and like people are at a park, like everybody's having a good time. <laughs> Hinalar hates joy. Yeah. This is all terrible. Hinalar just shouts, <laughs> there's not enough terror. <laughs> I love I love the straightforwardness of Sentai villains. Like, no, happiness is bad. There's just not enough evil here. And he's like, listen, there's not enough terror. These people are too happy. Um, I'm just going to need you all to get out there and just start messing things up. Like, I kind of don't care how you do it. Just, like, see what we're seeing here, all of this, like, happiness and joy. I want less of that and more evil and terror. And Uganda's like, it's cool. We've got it. Right. Shivalina walks on screen, and she's like, I know what to do. If we destroy the symbol of human civilization... Their smiles will turn to despair or terror or something. This is amazing. There's one. There is <laughs> As awesome, it happens, a single one. This giant cardboard box roughly in the shape of a building. That's it. It is the, it is is the, the, it is the world's tallest high-tech building. And also, it contains the new energy generator. Now, Dave, in the subtitles, I don't know if you noticed this. But new energy was capitalized. And I don't know what that is meant to imply, but generator is not capitalized. So it's not that the name of the generator is the new energy generator. It's that the name of the energy is new energy, and this is the generator of it. No, yeah, I think that's definitely supposed to be the case. So, like, we're gonna, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but we're going to see this thing, and it is very clearly, this, it's like an arc reactor. This is like a super science electricity generator. So I think that's why it's capitalized. This makes sense. It's letting you know this is not like... It's not that crummy not old a, energy. It's not a new generator of energy. It is a new energy generator. It is generator. a generator like of new is, energy. Right, it's a super science generator, basically. And they're like, and so what we're going to do uh, is we're just going to break it. We're going to knock the building over. We're just going to break it real bad. And then it's going to explode, and the energy will wash over the city. And by energy wash over the city, they mean this thing's going to blow up so bad that Tokyo won't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to experience like like a critical mass event and it's going to explode. Um, we, before we cut away from this scene, before we cut away from the um, like footage of the happy children, we see a girl, Dave, and she is holding a toy that I immediately recognized and had not thought of in probably 20 years. Oh, I missed this. It is a plastic like disc that is like velcroed to her hand as though it is a catcher's mitt. Oh yeah, and then you can throw a tennis yeah, ball. Yeah, and in. it I has it's just like this velcro circle on a plastic disc that you sort of like palm is like, you know, attached to your palm and you throw a tennis ball back and forth and it, the tennis ball like sticks to the velcro. 
And often the Venice, the tennis balls and the, the Velcro discs would be like matching neon colors. And then... Well, yeah. I mean, of course, consider the time sure. period. Matt. And then it would work really well for a few Matt. weeks. And then constant Velcro on the tennis balls would just like pull all of the strands like all of the fabric out of the tennis ball until it was just like this unusable heap. Matt, listen, this is an era. I just wanted to say they could be no color but neon. This is an era that gave us the hypercolor shirt, which is a shirt that managed to figure out how to make one shirt two neon colors. Yes, with heat. Um, so, <laughs> so anyways. The colors, so Dave, not just regular colors. They were hyper colors. I, man, I feel like that technology could loop back around. So anyways, we go from there, and uh, we see Jiro and Shintaro, and they are beneath the, the... They're in the spot. They're at the bridge. And Shintaro offers Jiro a donut. Jiro doesn't want one. Uh, Miku shows up. J- Shintaro drops his donut when he sees her. He does. She is apparently looking, like, super extra cute. It's a good look. Yeah. It's a good look. She's got, like, a hoodie and some overalls and pigtails. And so we show up. Here's the deal. Shin Taru. He's in my notes of Shin because Shintaru is long to write. Shintaru wants a date. He says, here's the deal. Through Jiro, he says this. Shintaru says nothing. Jiro does all the talking again. Jiro says, listen, Shintaru wants a date. If you go on a date with him, at the end of the date, he will give you these pictures back. And there, there's, a, there's a brief moment in here. You will recall I said Shintaru dropped his donut. There is a bit while he is talking where Jiro reaches down, picks up the half-eaten donut that has been on the ground, sort of blows the dirt off of it, and puts it back in Shintaru's donut bag. <laughs> That's right. Um, Miku is like, okay, fine. Like, this sucks, but whatever. And then the three of them go on a date together. Yeah, and so Miku is a little, like, so... So this is weird. And Jiro's like, no, 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 listen, it's not weird. Oh, also, there's this great shot right as they're starting their, like, like the date portion of their day, where the camera is on Miku and Jiro. And Jiro is, like, saying, from the first time I met you, I was so into you, like, you're so cute, and I really enjoy your company, and all this stuff. And obviously, like, he is saying the stuff that Shintaru has told him, but Shintaru is not in the shot. It's just Jiro talking to Miku. And then the camera pans out, and you see that there's three people there. And it's like, anyway, that's what this guy said. Very good. Very funny (laughs) stuff. It's great. So, so Miku is like, hey, listen, you know what I could do? Because we find out what the deal is. Shin is just very shy. Shintaru is very shy. And he just, he can't talk. Jiro doesn't mind, so he does all the talking. Miku says, hey, you know what I could really go for? Some juice. Jiro says, no problem. I will go get the juice. And then as soon as he kind of turns around, Miku grabs Shintaru and is like, let's, like, let's boogie. Right. Let's get out of here. Just you and me. uh, Jiro gets stuck on an escalator because he is going up an escalator to go find the juice. And then by the time he turns around to see that, Miku is dragging Shintaro away like he's on the up escalator so he can't run down fast enough to get back to them in time yeah I'm just saying good physical comedy bits in this episode because there are a lot of them right uh also I should say Shintaro snappy dresser very snappy he's got a very cool shirt on under his uh this might be later in the episode he's got a very cool patterned shirt under like his school jacket yeah, it looks neat. So anyways, uh, the rangers are all looking around. This is what we see the rangers. They're back on the episode. They're looking around for Miku. They're like, what even is going on? And Shisanti's like, ah, Miku felt responsible. She felt bad. She's trying to fix this thing. We'll figure it out. This is, by Miku, the way, the first time we see any of these characters not wearing their school uniforms. Oh, yeah. Uh, Kenta is wearing like this big red like starter jacket, sort of. Yeah, Kenta is color-coded. I don't think anybody uh, else is. Shisato is... I think... I think Koichiro is still just wearing his school uniform. Oh, yeah, I didn't and think about Shun that. And Shun is, is wearing true. a black leather jacket because he's the bad boy. Right, but he does have on sort of like a blue cravatty thing, I think. Because he's the classy so, bad boy. I love, love it. Shun. So, so Miku is like, listen, where should we go on this date? Shintaro has zero ideas. This is a very bad date. So she says, let's go 
Like, let's go to this this hypertech, like this new very cool building. It's got a hotel. It's got a pool. It's got a restaurant. It's got it's a got power a generator. generator. It's got a nuclear generator. It's got everything. Also, dude has still not run out of donuts. Um, no, no, of course he has not. And she, at this point, because like they get in the elevator and they're going like up to the like viewing platform of this building, and she's like, "Stop eating those donuts and pay attention." Like we are on a date. You said that you want like this is. You wanted to go on a date. And, and like, I promised that I was going to go on a date with you, and then you would give me the... I might be, like, conflating two scenes here. But basically, she's like, I promised that I would go on a date with you, and then, then you would give me the pictures back. And so we are going to do a date, and we're going to do it right. So, like, like, you know, like, I promised you a thing, and you can't, like ignore that I'm doing the thing that you asked for, I think. It's it's the 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 existence of the date in this episode is a little hard to like nail down, but I think that's kind of what is it what it is. Yeah, and then also I think Miku I think Miku seems she gives off a vibe like she was not thrilled about being strong armed into this date, but like does not actually like dislike Shintaro. Right. She's not interested in him, but like they're spending time together and she is determined to have a good time. Right. So uh, then we see this week's elephant. This week's this elephant. Week's it elephant. is an elephant. I mean, it is this week's elephant. That's true. There have been other ele- I don't, elephants. There haven't been other ones. So it's this week's Nezere. It's elephant Nezere. He looks, he's a big elephant man. Um, One of his arms is like a spirally tusk, which is kind of yeah, wild. Yeah, it's weird because he's got his two regular tusks and then one of his arms is also a tusk. Yeah, I, I took me a second to like figure out like what what his look was supposed to his be. His trunk and, has like uh, weird armor on it. He's got like a face scar, big earrings. And he's got some big earrings. That's I like the earrings. That's a cool look. And his plan to destroy the building, it's very good. He just kind of headbutts it and then knocks it over. Like that's what he's going to do. He's just going to push. Going to push just so just extremely hard. He's going to push very, very hard with his head, and that will knock over an entire... Well, he's got a big monster head, Dave. Well, it does... Listen, to his credit, it does work. The building starts to tip over. We go inside. People are freaking Somebody out. Somebody drops their plate of spaghetti. Yeah. Shin finally says something, and he, what he says is, watch out, and he saves Miku. And Miku's like, oh, you saved and me. And you can talk. That's nice. That's both and nice. he kind of smiles... And then immediately, like, a piece of plaster from the ceiling, like, drops and just conks him on the head and immediately knocks him out. <laughs> and Miku's like, ooh, okay, well, that is bad. Um, but now that he is out, I can henshin and super superhero our way out of this. And she's about to do that, but Shin wakes up. And now remember, so Miku apparently is not totally sure that the, the secret he's talking about is that she's a mega Right, ranger. she suspects that it is, because that is her big secret. But until she has seen the pictures, she doesn't know that that's what Shintaro has been on about, so she can't let it slip in case... Cause like, because then he would definitely know. Like, right now right. there's a chance he knows, but she doesn't want to, like, make that a sure thing. Right. So she... She doesn't, they kind of start running around. We go back to the ground. The rangers are looking. And uh, Chisato, Mega Yellow, is like, oh, I know. I'll use my digital camera to, like, search for them. Which really seems like it should be a Mega Black move. You know, as this show progresses, there is a sort of, like, there's a lot of bleed between what these different abilities are and do. Like, again, I'm, I'm a few episodes ahead. And, like... It turns out that TVs and cameras and satellites and cell phones are all kind of the same thing. <laughs> so, uh, so they find Miku and Shin. They they know where they are. They yeah. don't like see them, but she locates them. And then Miku and Shin are just sort of they're just sort of running around. They're trying to get out. They're looking for a place to go, and they go through an open door. And <laughs> and now <laughs> behind the open door. It's the, it's the new energy generator. <laughs> it's, this rea- it's this reactor that can go critical and explode the entire city. And you know it's going to because there are big flashing lights and things that say caution and danger. Yeah. Um, so, so and then they get trapped. Like the door is locked behind yeah. them. So 
The, the it only th- locks you. Anybody's allowed to go in to see the reactor. But you can't get out. That's fine. You're not allowed to leave. So down on the, the ground outside the building, the other four, I think Koichiru was like, yes, we will get Galaxy Mega and save them. And Shun says, that's very dumb. Galaxy Mega is huge, and that building is precariously tipped over. Like, we can't use something that big to get in there without, like, making more of a mess. Yeah. So, and they're Do- like, well, what are we going to do? Well, turns out Dr. Kubota has something. Dr. Kubota and Tall Steve have something lined up for this. <laughs> He's like, listen, we have a secret weapon. This is Dr. Kubota. He says, we have a secret weapon. Different it secret weapon ultimate- than last week. It's even better. It's not It's not better. It's not nearly as good as Galaxy Mega, but it is cool. He says it's the ultimate rescue vehicle, the Digitank. And so Tall Steve hits some stuff on his computer, and the Digitank launches out of the megaship. The, me- the megaship has, like, come down into atmosphere. Yeah. Um, uh, the Digitank basically is an armored... It's an APC. It's an armored personnel carrier. Yeah, but it also has like a... It's got a big grabby arm. Like a backhoe claw hook sort of thing. Yeah. You know what it is? It's like a backhoe arm, but with like one of those toy toy grabber claws. Yeah, a backhoe claw hook. Yeah. By the way, Matt, I was in a... Well, upwards of two months ago, apparently, because it's been two months since all this started. Um... I was in a Books a Million with the kids, and uh-huh. they had a little toy section because, like, Books a Million is like one third calendars. It's like twenty five percent calendars, twenty five percent books, twenty five percent toys, twenty five percent like movie memorabilia. Yeah, that's that's how Barnes and Noble is too now, and that's how Borders was trending when it closed down. Anyways, they did have the grabby claws. Oh, sure and they, they do. They did, and they were com- they were identical. They were the same colors. They had the same art. Like they had not, like this factory has not produced a different thing since you and I were children. Uh, Dave, it is, that that it com- is identical. That company is called Toysmith, and they make all that junk. Love they, it. they make the bouncing balls that have the that are full of like water and glitter and like red and blue lights that flash. Yep, those things are great. Uh, they make oh gosh, because we used to sell Toysmith stuff at Borders too. There's just like this plexiglass cube full of like smaller cubes and each of those smaller cubes is full of like one of those crummy toysmith toys got it got it i did love the grabby arm though um yeah man anyways so they're on the i should say um so mega black and mega blue say you guys go you red and yellow you guys go we will hang back here to fight uh elephant nezere and the doradoros or whatever they're called you guys go find uh miku we find out that the generator is apparently on the 47th floor. Sure, it's right next which to the aside, restaurant. Aside, <laughs> aside from like everything else, seems like a bizarre spot to have it. But uh, there it is. So, the, the, so okay. Elephant Nazare has been trying to knock the building over by smashing his head into it and pushing it. The Digitank which gets into the building well. by, by just driving straight at it and crashing through the wall. Which somehow does nothing to the stability of the building. Which is amazing. Well, uh, I can there's a there's a sense there's a sense to that. You know what I mean? It's just punching a small hole. Like you could knock a hole in one of the walls of my house and the whole thing wouldn't fall. But the digitank is bigger than Elephant Nezere. <laughs> He's using super d- 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 Nezere strength, Sure, man. he's got tusks. Anyway. It's, it's right. It's, it's the tusk power that's really... And he's got three tusks, if you think about it. That's true. That's true. So... That tusk arm. So... Miku... Miku says... She's like, oh, I really should henshin, but I'm not sure. She says, listen, we're going to finish this date. Just show me the pictures. And Shintaro is like, can't do it. Sorry, we pinky promised pictures after date. Which, like, my dude, there is a time and a place, but whatever. You know, first of all, yes, of course. But on the other hand, I, again, the, 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 what this date is and how the two people involved in it feel about it is weirdly nebulous in this episode. But the sense that I got was that, like, while that, like, he knows that she's on the date because she wants the pictures, right? Mm-hmm. But 
until she gets the pictures, the fiction of the date is maintained, right? And, like, they have both promised, like, they have made a contract, and, like, once she gets the pictures, the date is over, and then none of this was real. And in this moment, she's like, hey, I know I'm on a date with you right now, but can we please just end this dumb thing and you show me the pictures so that we can all move on with our lives and hopefully continue to have lives and not get exploded by this generator. And there is a part of him that's like, but if I give you the pictures, then like the spell is broken and we go back to just like me being a guy who has forced you to do this like dumb thing, This, yeah, which maybe now I feel bad about. I hope he feels bad about. Because I want to kind of like this character. Yeah. Does that, I mean, uh, it's not good reasoning, but it might be high school reasoning. Yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, I, I That makes sense. And so uh, there's a fight, like, Mega Black and Mega Blue are fighting Elephant Nezere. The tank is, is punching through walls. It's just driving uh, up the stairs. Just driving up the stairs. Uh, the reactor's starting to get bad. Things are getting very bad. There's crack in it, lights shining out. Miku is like, all right, man. Like, even if this dude doesn't know that I'm a Mega Ranger, uh, like, like we're, we're is, about to die. So I need to do it. something. Yeah. So she's about to henshin just in time. Uh, Digitank busts in. She's like, oh, thank goodness. But the reactor is going critical. Right. Oh, no. So Miku and Shintaru hop in the backseat of the Digitank. Um,. Then the claw arm comes out, and Kento's like, okay, I've got this. There's this Which like, he really does. This right. makes a ton of sense. Kento's primary thing is that he's very good at video games. Right, and this is the claw game, you know? So, like, he's just got to try to, like, y- use these remote controls to get this claw to pluck this thing out. Because there's a central core to the... Uh, energy generator. I'm sorry, the new energy generator. And if you can remove the core, then the whole thing sort of shuts down. So he starts to kind of grab it, and then the building shakes again, and he loses his grip, and it slips back down. And and of course the building is shaking, because downstairs Elephant Nesere has hit it again. Right. Uh, There's a little bit more of a fight. Oh, Shin passes out from the excitement. Dude cannot handle it. Yeah. They go in for one more try. Kentuck nails it. And they're like, quick, use freeze blow, which appears to be like a little bit of water dribbles down from the claw. And I th- I think maybe the lighting is bad and that you're supposed to see like a burst of air and like condensation hitting it. But you don't see any of that. Right, it's right. It's real dark. Uh, but anyways, they fix it. Everything's fine. Yeah, just in time. And they like they, you know, they they pull a Yui inside this small room in their tank. Uh, drive back out the building, uh, sort of just as, in time. Right, as by just in time, Matt means Nezere Elephant does in fact destroy this building. Yeah. So, okay, so El- Elephant Nezere has, the reason he's able to do it is that um, BBDB comes in and makes him grow giant. And so now he's big and he's able to like, just shove it over. Now, as you say, we have stopped him from destroying the city, right? Because the generator has been deactivated. But he still did just knock over the world's largest high-tech building. Right, and like the symbol of civilization or whatever. I don't know, maybe the generator was the symbol of civilization. It was a little vague. Well, he still knocked that over too, though, is the thing. So anyways, uh, apparently it's nobody is as worried about this as, as Dr. Shibalena thought they would be because he manages to do this and, uh, you know, they, there's more episodes after this. So right, it right. isn't that big of a deal. So uh, he knocks it out. There's a sweet jump from Digitank as it escapes the building. And then they send down Galaxy Mega and Galaxy Mega, like, kicks the snot out of Elephant Nezere. Yeah, it, it, it all happens very quickly. Yeah. So... Now, here's the end of the episode. This, I think, is... This is it, man. Uh, so, they're up on the roof. Miku, Injiru, and Shintaru. I mean, and, the other four are also there, but they are hiding around a corner, yeah. eavesdropping. And Miku gets the picks. And the picks are her sleeping. Like, they're just proof that she goes and takes naps when she's supposed to be at school. Right. Uh, not- Which is so, like... It's so, like, delightful and cheerfully innocent. I love it. Yeah, it's, 
it, like it de-escalates the whole thing very nicely, except for the implication that like Shintaru is like following her around and watching her sleep. And that's not great now that I'm well, talking about not, it. Not a great look, Shin, but you know. So he's got a huge bouquet and he says it with his own voice. Yes, he, he like pushes Jiro aside. And he says, will you go out with me? Like, I really like you a lot. And Miku, very sweetly, she sort of like sidesteps the bouquet. She bows and she says, listen, like, I'm really flattered, but, uh, you know, I, I like somebody else. I, I'm, I'm very sorry, but, like, I have to decline. Jiru consoles his big buddy. It's a great bro when, moment. When you say he consoles his big buddy, you mean he grabs tightly onto Shintaru as Shintaru moves to jump off the roof in the background of the scene. Oh, jeez. I was paying attention to the other stuff. I did not I had to rewind it because I did think that it was just like a consoling bro hug, but it is like he is actively restraining him from throwing his leg like over the railing. (laughs) I should, sorry, I should be laughing well, I mean, it's, it, except they're playing. I mean, they're playing it for laughs. It is only funny because this show does what some seasons of Sentai do very well, which is that it is very much like a live action anime. Like these people act like cartoons in a lot of ways. You know, that's a very good point, man. Especially in moments like this. Otherwise, that is not a great scene, but. In, in this, yeah, since it's played for laughs, uh, and he doesn't do it, it's very good. Yeah. So she, Miku walks over to the other four, and the three guys are all like, so, you uh, you like somebody like else, somebody huh? else, huh? Maybe someone you're close to. Maybe someone you know pretty well. Maybe someone you spend a lot of time with. It's definitely me, right? And they're also, like, bouncing around. Miku looks at all of them, and then turns and grabs Chisanto's hand... And is like, let's go, babe, and like runs away. And even Shisato is like, wait, is it me? End of episode. End of episode. Uh, very good. This is the end of this episode, Dave. It is not the end of a new streak of episodes in which everyone wa- either wants to date Shisato or is worried. Wait, Miku or Shisato? Shisato. Everyone wants to date Shisato for the next oh, couple really? of episodes. Okay. Like, or people are, like, worried that she is the object of somebody's affection. Amazing. This, this kicks it all off. It. Um, it's very good. Love these two together. Uh, yeah, very... It's... Dude, great, great, great episode. Uh, okay. So, uh, that's not all for our episode, Matt. No. Because... Uh, first, we need to determine where Elephant Nazare lands in the Creature Royale. So... Uh, the only other elephant-themed monster I can think of is Space-Time Mammoth. And he's number six, and, and Elephant Nezere is, is not there. Elephant Nezere is... Listen, we have been... And I, I don't want to keep harping on the fact that like I have watched ahead in this show. We have been kind of rough on a lot of the Monsters of the Week thus far, because they've been pretty forgettable. That's going to turn around pretty quickly. Okay. We're no, about, no, no. We're really about to get to a couple that. of really good ones... But this is this is not one of them. This is this is a dude with one more tusk than he should have who pushes over a building. Like yeah, well, okay. So, I mean, Rhino Nazare's spot one sixty nine. We're not going to, but you could almost push, just put them in the same spot. Like there's Rhino Nazare and Elephant Nazare. Right. They are they are large mammal Nazare. Right. They run like, at you and try to smush, and that's basically it. Like, that's kind of what they got going on. I think I like Rhino Nezere's look a little bit better. Yeah, maybe. Um. Okay. No, he's he looks cool. He's uh, he's like a Pokemon, man. Okay. I would say I like I like Elephant Nezere better than Stingray Nezere. Not as much as Rhino Nezere. He's, it's, it's a tight grouping, folks. It's a real tight grouping. Uh, I would say Elephant Nezere is is let's just let's put him right in the middle man okay so he's better than Barra drill he's not as good as jet fighter dimension so that drops him in at our new number 171 like i said some good stuff coming up soon so do not excited. despair of that i'm excited about it because a good monster really i think makes the show in a lot of ways absolutely um and you know who else makes the show, Dave? 
We do. Every Aww. week. I mean, that's just, we do. We make the show. Yeah, I mean, we make We're the show. Right yeah, now. And Mark, too. Um, and that's going to do it for another episode of the show that we make. The Spy Who Loved Mega Ranger. Before we finish up here, I would like to remind you all that you can email the show at supersentaibrothers at gmail.com. If you want to get any updates on future episodes of the show or check out what we're talking about on Twitter, we are at supersentaibros. If you like the show, please remember that shining in the iTunes review section, there are five stars. You can rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice or just tell a friend. That's also cool. Probably cooler, honestly. I mean, I don't get to like read about it if you just tell a friend. But I'll know. Somehow. Uh, anyway, the Super Sentai Brothers are a production of Retrograde Orbit Radio. If you would like to listen to any of the other great Retrograde Orbit Radio shows, you can do that all at RetrogradeOrbitRadio.com. Once again, we are the Super Sentai Brothers. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. And we'll see you next week for the greatest show on Earth. <laughs>